Welcome to the Thoroughly Wrong Project with Lalo and Bob. We appreciate you spending some time with us today. Let's jump right into that weekly dose of things you can disagree with. Take it away, guys. All right. Good morning and welcome to the Thoroughly Wrong Project. I'm Bob and this is uh, Lalo. We're, we missed last week because Bernie Sanders was on television. I had to see it, but... And we almost missed this week because I woke up a little hungover again, and I I think I've decided I don't know how much longer I'm going to drink, Lalo. <laughs> it was that bad? Yeah, it's not. I'm not drinking that much. Just catch a little buzz, and then I just wake up and just fuck, man. I'm, I, you know, my dad said it best. He said he's like, getting old is not for pussies. And I used to laugh. I used to like, ha ha ha, that sounds funny. Well, guess what? It's not fucking funny it's true <laughs> getting old is not for the week man i'm sore i exercise i eat right i try to take care of myself and by the end of the week i feel like i'm torn to pieces not like i don't know getting old sucks man <laughs> uh, yeah but, laugh, I mean, laugh along there young man <laughs> no nah, but i mean i feel like it could be worse Oh yeah. Yeah. So, I see some, some people my age, they don't look like good at all. Barely, walk. <laughs> barely walking out there. Yeah. Well, I'm barely walking from like 15 minutes. The first 15 minutes of the day, I'm up. My back is tweaked. My elbows tweaked. I'm trying to stand up. Try, I got to sit down and put my socks on, you know, that kind of shit. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like that, but. That's just because I'm a lot less unhealthy than you. <laughs> well, take that unhealthiness and add about 30 fucking years on top of it, and you're not going to want to do this, man. Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. It sucks. How was your week, bro? Uh, it was pretty good. Uh, Sundays, I mean, today I just watch football pretty much all day. And then... Yeah. Uh, on Saturdays, I'm in like some like uh, recreational, like soccer league, with some of my friends and stuff. Um, so we play on Saturdays. So that's what that's what we did yesterday. That's cool. That's up yeah, and moving. Cool. Yeah, that's my exercise for the week. <laughs> exercise for the week. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it takes its toll on you, freaking. Playing soccer for like a whole hour, like nonstop. I know. Yeah, yeah I get it. I get it. But soccer is like, very uh, physically demanding. It's up and down. You're running up and down. Right. I get it. But are you running the whole time? Um, Not the whole time, but I mean, you're like moving the whole time. You're at least like jogging the whole time. I uh, closest thing i ever did to that was basketball so i never played soccer I played it reminds football. me of it reminds me of like the like the hit workouts you know because you'll be like relaxed for a little bit and then it's like a few seconds of like you know like 100 like all out like sprinting to the ball and you know yeah so your that's, heart rate's um, like going up and down all game yeah that's uh, i do that i do a hit workout every morning and i do i used to do tabata which is like 20 seconds of 
just all out and then 20 seconds of rest and then 20 seconds of all out and you do that for five minutes it's surprisingly tough I yeah mean, so i don't know it i feel like i feel like i'm struggling against you know futility here trying to stay in shape at my age it just fucking blows ass man seriously <laughs> what kind do you do mostly like uh I don't know, like strength workouts? I do uh, cardio and strength. I do like a, a, a hit workout when I wake up, and then I do strength challenges. I do five of those, and then I do P90X on top of that, which is kind of like, I I guess that's strength training and uh, and cardio built in together. I try, I try to keep the whole thing because I know if you get strong and you're, you don't have any stamina, you can't have sex. And then, yeah. And if you have a lot of stamina as an old guy and you don't have any musculature about you, you're, you look like a fucking toothpick. So I, it's, it's this weird, it's this weird approaching 60 fitness level that <laughs> I've ever done like the, um, I don't even know what like the category of workouts it would be, but like things to just like, uh, like yoga or like, uh, like plyo workouts. Oh yeah. Yeah. That that's, uh, the first P90X. And then I'm right now I'm doing P90X, uh, two. So there's all, they're all different. Um, I know staying flexible and staying strong and, and maintaining your balance is the three things that I'm, I want to worry. I'm worried about because it, it's just the older you get, the, fucking weirder this gets Lalo I'm not I'm not kidding I I was talking to somebody the other day at work and she's um she's my age and she said I I keep thinking it in the year 2000 I was going to be 35 and how old that sounded and (laughs) (laughs) no yeah no it's like I'm going to be well I'm going to be 57 I guess what is this yeah I'm going to be 57 next year Yeah, I know. Damn, right? That sounds fucking insane. Like, I don't feel 57. I I don't know what 57 is supposed to feel like. But at the same time, I'm, I got all these areas that I'm slowing down in. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Is there a pill for that? <laughs> <laughs> but I think the, I also, the main, like the best part is like, you don't feel 57. So I think that's, that's the goal right there. That's the goal, I guess. I, I I've been down to um, Muscle Beach in Venice and seen 80-year-old men doing pull-ups. So that's my goal. I mean, <laughs> to stay to stay healthy and to stay strong for as long as I can because, fuck, this life is so fast. It's like uh, talking to my wife the other day. I said, all my life, all I've ever heard is that fucking clock ticking in the background. Like, I, I don't understand why people are so so lethargic about their own life you know what i mean yeah yeah i just don't get it it's like there's so much to learn there's so much to do there's so many places to go there's playing soccer on the weekends you know lifting weights having a fucking podcast going back to school there's all these things that we can do and it seems like uh yeah man i i rewatched game of thrones it's like (laughs) who gives a fuck you know (laughs) (laughs) I guess they each their own. Game of Thrones is a good show, though, so I'll give them that one. 
Yeah, every time I mention Game of Thrones, somebody's like, yeah, that was a good show, though, man. <laughs> uh, I look at it this way. I I live in this era. Game of Thrones came from this era. So when I am 90 years old, crippled up and in a fucking wheelchair, I'll sit down and watch Game of Thrones then. It'll still be relevant to me, right? Yeah. There you go. And it'll still be around if fucking capitalism doesn't fall apart here in the next few weeks. That's a big if. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> Did you know that there's another shooting in St. Paul, Minnesota? Uh, not in here about that one. At least not yeah. yet. I was like, uh, it came, the news came out like I don't know, 50 minutes ago. So uh, I think a dozen people got shot. Somebody's one person's dead. There's a shooting in Texas. It's, it's like we're not shocked anymore. You know, at all, mm-hmm. especially Texas. That was almost that one was almost irony when they they do away with all the gun laws and then there's a shooting. You're like, well, yeah, <laughs> you know, we're very like uh, desensitized. We're desensitized to a lot of fucked up shit. Like if you think about it, I know, I know. Everything is it, nothing shocks us and. Thank God we have Game of Thrones, right? Is that right? Is that is that how that works? Yeah. Because, I mean, yeah. it's just like, I think most, like, like you'll see, like, something bad, like, in the news happen, and you're like, oh, dang, that sucks. And then you just forget about it, like, two minutes later. Because, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, for the most part, it doesn't, like, affect you, like, personally, you know? Like, even here locally in town, like, we're like what it's like a record year for like homicides mm-hmm. and it's like you see like a post and you're like damn that's crazy oh well like what am i doing tonight you know yeah so uh, it's, what, is it something that we like we can't we feel like we can't do anything about it or or we've seen no, it too much I, I think it's yeah i think it's that like it's just like it's almost like daily like a daily routine type of thing you know like, and it's just, I mean, obviously f- for like the family and like the people that know, you know, that individual, it matters and it affects them. But I mean, when you have like so many people, the vast majority is going to be unaffected. So, you know, the worst or like the most they do is like comment on like the Facebook post, like, oh, you know, that's terrible. Like condolences to the family. Or they like the post. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, but I mean, at the same time, like what, it's kind of hard to say, like, well, what are we supposed to do? You know, like, how are we supposed to respond to that? Um, And I mean, that's a good question, I guess. There's no like real, real, like number one answer for that either. So. Well, it, it is hard to respond to someone else's devastation. It really is. And even, dude, even having gone through it, when I hear like somebody else, I'm still, I still don't know what to say to that person, you know, because even though I was in this horrible fucking car accident and one of those ones where you're like, wow, how the fuck did you live through that? And your kid gets killed and your life gets fucked up. You hear it happen to someone else and you just like, I don't know how they're responding to their own their own emotions and 
everybody's different and everybody handles it differently. Like some people go to religion and some people commit suicide. Well, some people choose to die by suicide and there's no way to respond. And you there's dude, there's books out there about how to respond to other people's tragedy. <laughs> so, yeah, and it's, I mean, and even that, like, like you said, everybody's different. So everybody's going to react like, differently like uh you could tell talk to one person about like oh you know like um you know something similar happened to me and you know this is how i dealt with it mm-hmm. and they could be like you know super grateful and like you know like oh thank you like i'm not alone type of thing you know yeah or you could say the exact same thing to somebody else and they could just like block you out and be like you know this isn't about you like what, what are you trying to do here you know exactly exactly i so, i have I've been in both situations where I've said I I've been in a similar situation and, and the person will look at you and go, well, thank you. I, you. And it is the truth where you're like, I don't feel alone right now because you do when you're laying in the hospital and you're fucked up, you're broken, you're shot, you're whatever. And your family's dead. And it, you need that sense of um, support, support is a good. Yeah. And like you said, other people were like, this is not about you. Well, you know, la-di-da, thank you for telling me that, but I'm not you. So, but I think that the person, I think that the person has a right to say whatever they want to say in that moment. So they can reject you and you, you can't take it personally. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, like they say, people cope in different ways. So, um, I never like um fault people i guess for like doing what they do especially you know after they go some like through something through like that yeah like i've seen people like they're like you know a family member passes away and um like they don't go to the funeral you know and then everybody right. at the funeral is like oh my god i can't believe they didn't come you know yeah, yeah. it's like what the fuck <laughs> like <laughs> I, i'll never like see that and then be like oh what a what a jerk you know Right. <laughs> my grandfather, when my grandfather passed away, my my daughter, my oldest daughter, my oldest son, and I had lived with him for a year while he degenerated down that black hole of, you know, dementia. And um, it was there was a lot of pressure on us in, in that time period because the family was supporting us financially, but they wouldn't come down to the house because it was just a fucking circus at the house. So we this my grandfather finally died and my, my daughter and my son and I got the giggles at that fucking funeral just out of, you know, just out of like relief and sadness. And it just all culminated in that fucking moment when we got the giggles and everybody in the family was so pissed off at us. And I, I tried to explain, I was like, we, you know, it's just reactions to, supreme stress i mean like massive stress on a, on a person anxiety you can get giggles you can cry you can do what you said you could just avoid the funeral and everybody's going to judge those those ways that you do it because we have in this culture in this society that's like this is the way we do a funeral everybody's fucking somber <laughs> yeah and i mean it's not always like that so no to each their own, like like I always say. 
Yeah, to each their own. So shouldn't we be like, um, sh- shouldn't we forgive Trump a pass? <laughs> I got you. <laughs> On everything, that's he's just Trump. <laughs> well, I mean, someone not going to like their grandpa's funeral is not going <laughs> to kill like half a million people. <laughs> so, I mean, I think that there's... <laughs> There's some subtle differences there. Uh, do you think they're subtle or, or, or come on, they're kind of overt. I, it was just, <laughs> I know, man, I know. I think um, the tide's turning against him anyway. So I, it looks like it. It looks like it's turning against him politically, but as far as his supporters know, they're, they're still there. They're still yeah, there. They're always going to be there. It's always, <clears throat> at this point, he's like uh it's one of those things that like it's going to be like long lasting from now on even like long after him and not even just like him personally but like <clears throat> that like mindset you know that like yeah. oh america first like no matter what like fuck yeah like fuck everybody else do you really that think of- that that's an america first attitude or is that more of a me first attitude because those people you know they're very I don't know. Well, Trump, it seems like they Trump, hide behind that. Well, Trump's very like me first, like a hundred percent. Like that's him. Right. But I think he kind of dis- was able to disguise that as America first. Um, you know? Yeah. And then use it like to its advantage. Cause I mean, like, um, let me think like with the, for example, with his, uh, like tax returns, like, if it was like a Democrat, like trying to like not release them or like, you know, whatever, all the stuff he was doing, uh, people would be like, what the fuck? Like, oh, he's hiding something. Why would you not show him if you're not hiding something? But then right. when Trump does it, it's like, oh, it's his personal information. Like, why does why does it even matter? Like, who cares? <laughs> it's like, look, he paid zero in taxes. Oh, because he's a very smart man that doesn't, that, you know, knows the system. And we're like, what the hell? He's a criminal. That's yeah. And then, so it's like these people are like, uh, you know, working the system and like all the poor ass, like Republicans are like, Oh man, what a genius. What a smart man. And it's like, you know, that it's like, that's hurting you him. And like everybody else is doing that is hurting you. So, but like that, like it like doesn't click for them, you know? So, you know, the, the the coolest thing happened yesterday. I, I was talking to my uncle and he was one of those completely over to the right, you know, Trump waving the flag and, you know, all the shit that, that went on during that time period. And then the he's in his, I think he's in his eighties now, late seventies, eighties. But I got a text from him yesterday and he's like, got my third shot today for this shit that's supposedly going on. So, <laughs> so, he's like he just came back just a little bit like oh but i instead of engaging him on that level what i did was um i called him up and i said hey you know hey man thank you because you and my other uncle you're the only two family members i have left and thank you for for taking care of yourself and i appreciate that and he had he didn't know what to say because he wanted, you know, he wants to justify that he's getting the shot just because for some weird reason he wants to say it's not real, but just in case. 
Yeah. I mean, and to be honest, like that's their mindset. That's perfectly fine with me. Like that's good enough for me. Like, oh, I don't think I'm going to fucking die, but I mean, just in case I'll just get it, you know? Yeah. I don't want to admit that I'm getting it because I, I trust the government. I'm getting it to, to protect myself. And that's, that's wonderful. But the thing was, I, I encounter, I, I, um, combated his, his ignorance with kindness. And I was like, that's a good job, man. That's the way to do that. So hopefully we could get more people like my uncle to, to admit, okay, what if you're wrong? You know, take your fucking Christianity. You, some people are Christians just in case, you know? (laughs) So just in case this is real, go ahead and get the shot. And, and like you said, that's good enough right there. Yeah. So, I mean, that's if like more people had that mindset, I think we'd be in a lot better shape. And, you know, I always hear people talking like, cause I mean, all these like conspiracy theories about like, uh, like, Oh, this isn't about like public health. It's about like control. They want to control us. And right. it's like, no, like they're like, Oh, uh, first it was mask. Then it was vaccine mandates. Like what's next. And it's like, you know what's next? The pandemic fucking ends and we go back to normal. <laughs> That's what's next. That's what follows that. <laughs> but we're no. stuck in this like in-between stage of like not enough people are getting it to the point where, you know, our hospitals aren't, you know, packed, jam-packed, you know, all over the country. They still are, aren't they? Yeah. Like uh, even here, um, did you see that uh, like joint statement like a few weeks ago? Uh-uh. The hospitals put out, it was like all the hospitals in Kern County, like put out a joint statement saying like, um, please don't come unless you're like dying pretty much. Wow. Like if it's not an emergency, uh, like a life or death emergency, like don't come to the hospital. How's the, the urgent cares looking? Are they still full? Uh, I mean, probably. Cause I mean, that's, that's, that's the alternatives to like, you know, trying to show up at the ER. So, and I mean, I've been to the ER in the past few weeks for like work stuff. Yeah. It's like you get in there and it's one, it's a madhouse, but I always figured that's what an ER is like anyways, but it's like full. Like we got there and they're like, oh, you guys are going to have to wait a bit because we don't have any beds right now. Wow. They're like rolling out fucking like lobby chairs and there's like patients sitting in lobby chairs with the fucking IV stuck to them. Yeah. I mean, it's not. They're not fucking kidding around when they're saying, like, they're fucking packed. That's got to be, like, some sort of surreal movie to be. I I haven't been in a hospital in a long time. So I took my daughter to urgent care to get her tested uh, probably four or five weeks ago. But it wasn't wasn't full at all. So. Yeah, and I mean, it probably depends. There's, like, so many urgent cares now, which I think is... You yeah, know, good at least. Um, Thank you, capitalism. No, but <laughs> when it comes to like physical, like the actual hospitals, I know those are pretty, uh, pretty bad. I wouldn't. I don't think I would go back. I don't think I would go to emergency room now. I mean, medicine's changed. When I was a kid, you got fucked up. You went to the emergency room. That was that was all there was. Yeah, and now there's you know they can sew you up into urgent care and they can do all the things that 
usually happened to me when I was a kid skateboarding and all the stupid shit that I did. But I, I haven't been to even the, I haven't been in the hospital. I had some serious fucking surgery and I couldn't believe that they cracked my neck open, you know, broke my neck, put, (laughs) put a bunch of pins and screws and shit in me and sent me home. And I was like, what the fuck? Really? You know, I thought, but I guess medicine's changing from even 10 years ago. I got some pins put in my foot and they kept me for two days. Yeah. So everything's changing. I'm, I think it's because is because there's so many people or are they streamlining medic medicine? I, it's just, I don't know, dude, it, my, from what I was a child to now, and I don't, I'm not trying to sound like some, wow, when I was a, when I was a young boy, I'm not doing that shit. I'm just saying things are so fucking different that it's really hard. It's, it's really hard to, to, to keep up with what's happening. And that's not, is that true for you too, at your age? Well, when it comes to like, what, just like everything. Yeah. Just culture is just like pedal to the metal right now, you know, and, and the news cycles and, and the way things are changing and the way capitalism is done. And it, it's just fucking weird of the, the amount yeah, of information like, that's available. I'm like in this constant, I have like this constant emotion of like, fuck, I'm forgetting something. Like, cause I, I always feel like, oh shit, I'm forgetting to do something or like, there's something I have to do. Like when I'm like sitting down and like relaxing for a bit, I was like, there's no way, like there's some shit I'm forgetting to do, you know? Wow. So it's like, yeah, it's very, uh, overwhelming being like an adult like i mean i would say like average adult i guess yeah in this day and age because i know some people have like their fucking like butlers and shit and <laughs> housemates and then there's some people that are even worse you know they have like their single parent with like fucking four kids and oh yeah so yeah there's, like i was a both. single parent with four kids once and i can't imagine <laughs> doing it in this this culture i can't imagine my my single with four kids and was in a real s- slow place and i had them out here but they were when we moved from west virginia to here i had them here but it was they were some of them were teenagers and some of them were you know preteens so but i see the woman you know has got like four kids under the age of six <laughs> no fucking way dude i don't know how power power to she must be like a fucking superhero is the way i'm looking at it because i mean that's i feel overwhelmed i only have like fucking two cats that's interesting that you would dude that's really interesting you would say that that you always feel like you there's something you're forgetting that's that's not that can't be good for your mental health and I'm not saying you're- I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't feel like, uh, I don't know, like I get overwhelmed sometimes, like, especially like thinking like, oh, I have to do all this shit by like this, this timeline and all this stuff, you know? Yeah. Like there's work, school, like, you know, your personal life, but I don't, I mean, at least not yet and hopefully not <laughs> at all, but I'm not at that point where I'm like fucking like super stressing or like I'm, I'm fairly good at like managing like my stress. Yeah. And like, just um, like not getting like super overwhelmed, you know? 
Yeah. Oh, so you stay aware of it then? Yeah. I'm just like, am I forgetting something, you know, like that type of thing. And I try to think yeah. like what's coming up, like what, like what I have to do, like what time of the month is it? Maybe I have like some shit due. Yeah. Like a bill that's due, but it's not like, oh shit, like what the fuck? Like I'm like rustling through things, like trying to figure out what I'm forgetting now. It's not that bad. Well, but like, I'm like aware of it. Like, oh, like, is there something I need to do? I like, that's what I ask myself a lot. Like, oh, is there something I need to do right now? Okay. I, I, I have tons of lists, to-do lists. I have to-do lists for work. I have to-do lists for my house. I have one. Now I'm going to start one for school because I'm starting my master's degree, um, my master's program next Monday. So I know. Yeah. Oh, damn. I know. And you think it's just so I'm, I'm glad I don't have things. I'm thankful that I don't have a house, so I don't have a yard, you know, because yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine like I got to go home and mow the grass. Cause I, from the time I get up in the morning, really till the time I lay down at night, I have scheduled in two periods during the day called free time dude that's how fucked up my life is right now (laughs) where i I have to sit down i'm like i I don't care what i have to do i'm gonna sit here and i'm gonna watch i I try to watch the uh, news from 6 30 till 7 because that's the national news so i do that while i'm eating and um and I try to schedule 20 minutes before I go to bed so I can read or, or do something or just fucking lay there and look at the ceiling. And of course <laughs> I have, yeah. And I have meditation that I do 20 minutes a day. So I have these time periods built into my day because that's what sent me to um, Mary Kay Shell is what you're talking about. Except I let it get to me. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I have to do this and this, and I have the family and the wife needs and the daughter needs, and, and I got to go to work and I got to get up in the morning and I got to exercise, but I got I want to read this book. And it gets to the point where the thoughts begin to get on top of each other. And then you, you get that jumbled feeling of like, fuck, man, there's, can I cut things out? And if I cut things out, Am I cutting it out of my personal life or am I cutting it out of my work life or am I cutting it out of my family? So you get caught in this guilt cycle of I, I need to do for everybody. And that's what sent me to the hospital. That's what sent me to, to mental health care. It's like a big uh, juggling act, except everybody doesn't know how to juggle. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Not a lot of people are good at it. That's true. But I went to therapy and then that's when I learned that everything has uh, value. And I, I hate to put it into capitalistic terms, but yeah, it, everything in your life has value of how you value things. And you need to value yourself a little more than, than what the normal average person does. They throw themselves under the bus all the time. Well, I was going to go to the gym, but my wife needs. And, and I was going to take a time to go to see a movie and to relax, but but my work needs. And even I reached the point where Lalo, I reached the fucking point where I would go to a movie and not pay attention to it. I would just sit and worry about what I needed to get done. So, I mean, that's one of the, um, when you're talking about value, it's, I think for like the human psyche, I guess, like having like value, like for your own personal self, 
is very um like important for people you know yeah so like even when it comes to like your job you know like i want to feel like i'm worth like something you know and that's one of the i think that's an issue we're gonna face like as a society pretty soon here um especially when it comes to like automation um like when this like automation like fucking wave starts rolling people are gonna lose their jobs and at that point they're like well what the fuck am i supposed to do now you know right and uh that could really like fuck people up like mentally um to the point where they're like well i'm fucking useless now like you yeah. know i'm a, like i've been a truck driver like for 30 years and all of a sudden like that's the only thing i know how to do you know i'm 55 years old truck driver mm-hmm. uh and you're out of a job and all of a sudden you're like well i'm fucking worthless now and it like it really uh, takes a toll on people um and i think that's something we're gonna have to address um hopefully before we start seeing like major like um like effects you know the effects of yeah of automation i think people don't really like we don't really think of that we just think of like the actual um automation itself because i mean you know i get it i'm not i'm not some like utopian like fucking oh if like no one worked like that would just be great we could all just do whatever we want type of thing like i know we're we still have to like you know produce our goods and services like ourselves and you know i know we still have to work you know in general right um so i think we're we gotta and again like i always tell people like literally most problems you could think of it all comes back to capitalism Um, yeah it's true it's and like i think i've mentioned it before we have to make that shift from like doing all the shit that we're doing now for money to doing it for for us like you know for ourselves yeah and there's a there's a, that big wave right now i i, I try to read a, a a book a week and there's a huge influx of books right now on self-care trying to teach people but what self-care really actually is it's not you know it's not going out and getting drunk it's not that it's self-care is a holistic approach to your life about taking care of everything from your skin to your emotions you know yeah so and i think what happened was what really what happened in the last 50 years is that technology took off and people were like instead of should we they think can we and then there's this huge fallout afterwards like hey man do you think we could develop a cell phone and yeah we can well now people are addicted to cell phones and we're like oh fuck we didn't we didn't mean for that to happen and we're going to automate everything oh wow check it out self-driving trucks what about the truck driver oh fuck we didn't think about that so it's like you said we got we're going to have a a wave of people that are going to lose their jobs and the people who aren't losing their jobs and who are developing this this technology are going to have to deal with the people that you're pushing out you're you're marginalizing them and you're not necessarily doing it on purpose but it's exactly what happens. You push them out there and then you say, well, get another job. We'll do another training. And like to tell my dad, if this had happened, you know, earlier and push my dad out, I know that that 
That motherfucker drove a truck for 55 years. He didn't know anything else. He didn't want to do anything else. You know, he didn't want to become a fucking dental assistant. <laughs> he doesn't yeah. want to go to he doesn't want to go to San Joaquin Community College and learn how to do, you know, typing or any of that shit. So he is dealing with even aging out of it is difficult for him. So imagine being viable, still healthy and viable and able to do the job and all of a sudden you're not needed. That's going to be a huge issue in our culture. Yeah. And I mean, <clears throat> personally, I don't think that should, uh, um, I'm trying to find a way to say it. Like you said, we, there's like unintended, uh, like consequences when it comes right. to like all the shit we've done, mm -hmm. but I don't think those consequences, even if we're able to like kind of predict them, you know, I don't think they should, um, uh, like stop us from doing the thing, you know? Like, I think, because, I mean, as a society, we have to, like, advance and, like, innovate. And I'll always, like, advocate for that, you know? But I, I agree. We have to, we have to um, like, learn to, like you said, like, pick the other people up. Or, like, the people that are going to be negatively affected by it. Like, help them out um, almost, like, preemptively, you know? Yeah. Well, those because people should also be adapt ad adaptive enough like, you know, when the horse and buggy got done away with, we didn't need cart rights anymore. We didn't need wheel rights anymore. And whatever they did, they did. But people have to adapt. And if you can't adapt, that sends you a, what I did. You you become overwhelmed by life and, call, and you end up in fucking mental health services. And like you said, I don't, I don't think technology should be stifled in any way where it's it's ethical if on moral but still you're dealing we have to deal with the real consequences of ai and the real consequences of self-driving cars and there's there's all these things but at the same time lalo how how can we guess what the fuck is going to happen no one could have guessed what would happen to facebook no one sat around 20 years ago and was like well, if we connect everyone, it, it just grew into this beast that we can't control now. Yeah. But, I mean, it's too late to go back now. <laughs> <laughs> too late. Yeah, that Mark, Mark, you know, Mark Zuckerberg is a fucking weasel. I just want to get that out in the open. I think he's just like a fucking weirdo. He's like, have you ever seen The Social Network? Yeah. The movie? Yeah, I feel like that's one hundred percent like how he is, like awkward. The fucking like, yeah, he's like a weird, creepy dude. That was very probably like, uh, I guess like lonely during you know like high school, college type of things. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, Facebook like the way it originated, like its origin story, like it's kind of it was very like creepy. Yeah, it how, is. Like, he was like trying to rate all the girls in like his like dorm and like college and all that stuff. <laughs> and that's pretty much the the birth of Facebook right there. Some fucking creep. <laughs> I uh, what you just said reminded me of that that old website. Guess her muff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it, 
the internet is fucking creepy and especially social social media i isn't it just odd that, that we are like here's a picture of my cheeseburger and here's a picture of my kids and you can watch people's kids grow up online and and then there's other people out there like zuckerberg who are just they're fascinated with that information that you're giving and they're taking it from you and i think that somebody like mark zuckerberg has way too much power when he has access to the information that we give him that's it's too um it's too powerful and i know it's not personal he doesn't personally know me but his software knows my algorithms and and knows what I like to, you know, where I like to eat and how I like to shop and credit card companies and all this fucking information. If they put it all together, they, they manipulate us constantly. I mean, you know, like that's not like, uh, like, you know, what they do with that information is they sell it, you know, they make money. Yeah. And then these like outside companies are the ones that show us like the ad that, of that thing that you were just talking about the other day, you know, and you're like, Oh shit. You know? And then people make that joke. Like, Oh, it's my phone listening in on me. Like, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I, I did it last night as a joke. When, um, my wife and I were sitting at dinner, I just leaned down to my phone and I started talking about Shiba and you and Bitcoin and all. And I got up this morning and there it was, I mean, Facebook, it was all over it. So they know what we're doing. And it just seems weird, but isn't that dangerous when it gets into the wrong hands? Let's, let's not talk about Colgate. I don't give a fuck about Bitcoin. Yeah. They're trying to sell me something. They're trying to get me to do something. But what about when that information reaches, you know, the dark web and it gets sold into there and the, you know, I don't, I don't want to put my fucking tin hat on or anything, but you know, as well as I do, when the CIA and the FBI and the NSA and they get this fucking information about large groups of people, they're able to manipulate us through the media, through the news, through a lot of things, dude. They drive us like sheep. Yeah. And I mean, I try to I try to be like that one person that's like, oh yeah, like that that doesn't affect me, you know? And I think for yeah. the most part it doesn't, but I know that's not like the the norm you know yeah most people see something like on like as an ad on facebook that appeals to them and they'll be like oh that's cool like oh let me try it out you know yeah so yeah i mean i don't know what to like like i agree with you like uh like these large uh, corporations are able to to take that information and then kind of use it to benefit them you know um but I don't know to what extent, as you were saying, like, uh, like when it comes to like manipulation mm-hmm. and like media manipulation and all that stuff, like to what extent is that possible? You know, because I mean, most of the um, like information is just like preferences, you know, like, uh, oh, like I like this type of music or I like seeing this type of movie or this type of food, you know. Right. So, right. like, I mean, I wonder, like, what? Because, I mean, to be honest, I honestly just think it's all about, like, just selling you shit and then making money. Like, um, it's hard for me to see it, like, deeper than that to the point where it's like, okay, well, what are they going to 
what like malicious thing can they do with that information you know what can they do that's gonna hurt me with them knowing that i fucking like going to you know panera (laughs) (laughs) i i i'll go with you there but what about our ideologies and the things that we're putting on our political affiliations what about that and why is why is the south different from the north and when I go down south, I hear different kinds of news on on the local area. And it, isn't it? Don't you don't you find it's like we're five different countries here? There's the north, the northeast, and and the south. And the south is different from fucking Chicago, and Chicago has different problems. And so this information that they have doesn't it keep us separated? I, I, listen, I'm not like I said. I, I don't have enough tin foil in, on my desk here to build my hat, but <laughs> I don't think it's not. It's more than just about the body lotion we want or the book we want to read, or it has to do with the news that we're we're ingesting and the billboards that we see. And don't you think that everything is somehow manipulated to some extent? I mean, when it comes to like, like what you were just saying right now, yeah, because I mean, that's these companies pour like millions, if not billions, you know, overall of dollars um, when it comes to like market research. Yeah, like, yeah. Like where, where should we place this billboard? You know, like let's place a fucking health insurance billboard right next to the hospital. You know, it's stuff like that. Um. So, I mean, yeah, like there's like, there's a game to this and they're like fucking trying to figure it out to, you know, maximize their profits. But I don't know. It's just, I guess it's just hard for me for, to like believe some of these like, um, like doom scenario type of (laughs) like Skynet type of shit. Um. But yeah, I think I that's you. like my mentality personally of me thinking that like humans aren't that like at least humans like in a society aren't so like I don't know if gullible is the right word or like controllable because um, I mean don't get me wrong like anybody can be manipulated um, but I don't see it like getting to the point where we're all like fucking in some like uh, dystopian like we're all sheep and we're all workers just fucking not like you know just working for the company or whatever yeah yeah like russia in the in the 80s but i don't know if that was real because <laughs> <laughs> i only i wasn't in russia i only saw what the media was showing me so and i mean i think manipulated to think about the dystopian society in russia and I think, I mean, the United States is very unique and it's um, like, it's a very young country, you know, compared to yeah. most other countries. And I think like that whole like idea of, you know, we were founded on like, you know, the revolutionary war and like, you know, freedom from, from the tyrannical. I think that's one, that's one way that that mindset like benefits us. Yeah, that we're always gonna be like America's always gonna be like, like fucking freedom, you know? Hell yeah, 
<laughs> yeah, with the flags so flying off the package pickup trucks. Yeah, so I mean, I think that's one pro of like, I guess having that America first mentality that I think it's going to be um, very hard to manipulate us in like a severe enough scenario to where we're just like fucking like brain dead, like zombies, you know? Cause even like you said, there's like so many, like there's so many types of people like all around the country. Cause like you said, it is like five countries uh-huh. in one, you know, I mean, the United States, it's so big, like you're naturally going to get that in a, a, such a large, uh, like landmass with like different uh, regions and like geographic, uh, geographical, like, uh, settings, you know? Yeah. It's natural for you to have, you know, like fucking hillbillies and fucking on the West Coast, everybody's like fancy and shit. <laughs> um, so I think that that really is to our benefit. Everybody's like, it's different. You know, it's not like we live in a giant country full of uh, like cornfields where if the fucking one corn company takes over, <laughs> like we're fucked, you know? Yeah. <laughs> we're like, it's a very diverse landmass and very diverse country um so i well, think you said we're a young we're a young country like france looks at us and goes well you only had one revolution yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shut up kid <laughs> you know i always think about like other like um i guess like regimes uh you know like the roman empire or like you know stuff like that and how they lasted like hundreds of years and i guarantee you during like their prime or whatever, they were like, oh, we're going to keep this shit going forever. Like, you know, we, we figured it out, like how to yeah. be a society. And then they just fucking crumble. Yeah. And, you know, it makes me think like, is that ever going to happen here to us too? But I don't know. I think we're at a point where um, like the world is like done being founded, you know, like we're like, we know everywhere around the world like it's not like people are discovering new new countries out of nowhere right right and i think uh we've become so globalized that i mean like and i think i mentioned the last time there's no need for like uh invasions anymore really when it comes to like countries taking over other countries they would just they'd rather just trade with them because i mean that was the main reason for like invasion was like like use their like obtain their resources and like yeah we want what you have Right. So it's like, we could just trade with you now. So, you know, maybe the the way the world is set right now, it might stay like that for a long time. You know, there might be like changes here and there. Like, you know, we had the whole like Ukraine, Russia shit, where like they split up into like a few little countries there. Or like yeah, now we got China and Taiwan are still at it though. Right. So, but like, I think like big change, like you're not going to see the United States like fucking invade canada you know yeah but that would be so easy (laughs) they're so they're so polite but but the thing they don't have well they have the trees they have all those trees we could fucking take all that Hmm. i'm i'm advocating for invading canada let's do it man (laughs) i was reading that like a vast majority of canada's people live in like two cities yeah i was like one of reason well if you look at like the northwest territory there's just fucking nothing there it's yeah, just like it's, it's like a huge montana i mean <laughs> 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 uh, 
Oh man, I tried yesterday. I, 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 I really tried yesterday to be kind to people and um, not invade, not say things like invade Canada. But I, piggybacking what what you said, we're this world, one world culture now, and I know people are fucking terrified of that new world order, and there's all kinds of conspiracy theories about what would happen if we all got together as a planet and if we were just kind to each other Lalo, that's that's i'm not saying we have to agree i i don't want to worship your god and i don't care if you like my politics or anything but if we were just kinder to each other and said this is the way we believe and this is what we're going to do here and you go ahead and do that over there and that's fine and what if what if we just accepted what was going on. And I know that's some fucking pipe dream utopian thought because it's never happened. It's not going to happen, but I still like to consider philosophically. What if we did that? You know what? It, at the lowest fucking level, if our neighbor, if we did it to our neighbor, you know, but we can't even yeah. do that. I, I had a neighbor out last night playing some loud music for about five minutes and it took, it took about three minutes for some the Karen who lives next to me to be out and screaming at him in the parking lot. It's like we're quick to anger. We're quick to denounce people. We're unaccepting of everything that comes to us. And that goes from my neighborhood to, you know, my, my apartment complex to my neighborhood, to my section of the city, to my county, to my state. It just keeps growing exponentially where no one wants to accept what anyone else is doing and say, that's okay for you to do that. Yeah. I mean, I think we all have our uh, like idea of what like life should be like or how things should be run. And we're right. very like stubborn and like, like firm on those ideals. Um, so it's kind of hard for us to like accept other people's, lifestyles because it kind of gives us like the sense of like oh maybe i'm wrong you know right and people don't like being wrong um but i mean like you said it's very it's probably never gonna happen like that utopian dream of let's just all get along you guys you know right i don't because see it happening for a lot of people like just getting along means oh i have to be nice to this fucking like well, I have to be nice to like, uh, like a gay person, like my gay neighbor, even though I'm like go to church like three times a week <laughs> and fucking the, my Bible says to hate gay people, but you want me to be nice to them? Who do you think they're going to prioritize their neighbor or their fucking Bible? Yeah. Their feelings. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So it's like some, some of these things like you can't, um, I don't know when it comes to like equality and like freedom um, and if any any like ideology that you have that like prohibits that like I'm not gonna like okay well I'll just accept you for that like no because then that's how you just like you normalize that and you you tell them like oh well it's okay to think that way you know yeah when it's not like uh like if you want to be religious, that's fine. But if your religion involves like 
discriminate against other people for no fucking reason, then like, no, it's not fine. You know, you want to, if you want to practice that, like in your own home, that's great. You know, do it. You could be fucking homophobic and transphobic all you want in your house. Yeah. If you go out and you fucking run for office and you fucking try to make policy and you know, all this shit that actually in, like impacts other people for literally no reason, just because you don't like the way they live and the way they live doesn't affect you at all. Like 0%. Oh yeah. Like that uh, governor or Lieutenant governor. I can't remember the North Carolina guy. Did you hear about that? Uh, it was a lieutenant, the lieutenant governor. He said he got overheard in some remarks. He was like, homosexuality and transgender people are filth. So there's somebody that's in fucking charge of an entire state that doesn't need to be in charge. Right. So, I mean, like that, like you could think that, like, you know, that's okay, I guess, you know, that's allowed. But once you like take that thought and turn it into like actions that negatively impact you know, people, that's when it's like, not okay. And that's, that's what I have a problem with, you know? So do you think it's okay for people with those mindsets to be in politics? Because how can you have that mindset and not let it affect you? Right. That's why I don't think that's okay. Because, you know, they can say like, oh, well, you know, uh, I'll keep like my beliefs to myself, but no one ever does that. Like that's not a we're capable of doing you know people Um, run for office to get a to get abortion you know criminalized right they they run on those platforms exactly so it's not i mean is it possible sure like to keep it out of it but for the most part it's not it's not a thing that actually happens especially like uh in the south you know (laughs) like they're all about like conservative like traditional values <laughs> exactly i hate the homos but i tell you what i'm gonna be nice to you <laughs> and have you ever noticed Vote that uh, me. What? those states are um like because they have like uh like there's like porn websites that can tell you like oh this is what's looked up the most in california you know yeah and in like very like conservative areas it's very like It'll be like gay porn or like, uh, you know, like uh, trans porn, you know? Right. It's very like, I'm ironic. Because, I mean, you know, there's like tons of like, uh, like just closeted like uh, gay people in the South that are just, they can't come out or else they're fucking dead, you know? Exactly. Like they have to like keep up this like persona. And I mean, it's sad because I mean, at the end of the day, they're not being who they are and it's mostly out of fear and a lot of it's also like self-hatred you know yeah self-loathing that's true um but like my friend i i have a friend who's gay in the south and it's it's fucking hilarious to me because he said most of the men when he was younger and and in these you know that the party phase he said most of the men that came to him were straight Christian and very closeted and they all wanted sex with him, but they, they, it was, they were terrified that they were going to be found out. And he said, you would be surprised at the amount of people that approach me and the stations 
in politics that they were in, law enforcement, lawyers, doctors. So the South is full of closeted homosexuals. It is. And I have absolute proof that it is through my friend. And it's, it's not, it's not a joke and it's not, it's not really hidden, but it's just something you just don't talk about. Yeah. And I mean, I don't think there's like an abnormally large, like, like gay or something population, like in the South, it's probably like around the same as anywhere else. It's just their inability to like be accepted where they're at, that it makes it seem like, you know, like, oh, there's a lot of like people in hiding. Um, (laughs) Yeah, we didn't have a gay bar in my town, but we did have a park. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you everybody knew, you know. Yeah, I've seen like documentaries where they're like, they'll interview like, uh, like women that used to be like prostitutes or something. And they'll be like, oh, yeah, I get all, all sorts of clients, like lawyers and politicians mm-hmm. and cops and all this stuff, you know? And it's like, how can we see that? And I mean, that's that's probably like true everywhere, you know? Like everywhere there's prostitution, which is pretty much everywhere. There's people that fight against it, but still do it, you know? Right. And that happens everywhere. And it's it's really like a simple fix. Like you just... Uh, like, I mean, for the, like, a specific example of, like, prostitution, uh, you can, uh, like, legalize it and, uh, like, you know, supervise it and, you know, protect protect these women yeah. uh, so they're not just in constant fear all the time. And, you know, if you want to, you know, take advantage of that service, then go ahead. You know, it's legal and, you know, you can tax it and you can regulate it. And it's like, it's really that simple, but people like don't want to do that because it's like, I don't know, taboo or it just sounds wrong to them. But I mean, you know, it's like that running joke of, you know, like prostitution's the the world's oldest uh, or the world's first uh, occupation. Right. So, you know, and it's very similar with like uh, weed, you know, like legalizing weed, like, oh shit, it's weed. You know, people think they've grown up like, you know, since the eighties thinking, oh, you know, it's a gateway drug and it's a drug and, you know, you'll fuck up your life. Um, Thanks Ronald Reagan, by the way. And uh, it's just one of those things where like, if you just regulate it, you get taxed it, like it doesn't hurt anybody. You know, the government make, the government makes hella money on taxes and everybody gets to do whatever the hell they want. Keep it away from children and we're fine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we have alcohol. It's kind of ironic. We have alcohol that's like way more damaging than weed and that's fucking perfectly fine. Well, the prohibition experiment failed spectacularly, you know? Yeah. So, but instead of, instead of accepting it and which will be the easiest thing in the world, they'll be like, you want to be gay? Great. Go be gay with other gay people. That's fine. Nobody's going to bother you. Nobody's going to hurt you. But instead, like when I lived in West Virginia, there was a small town, Weston, and you go 12 miles and there's a a bigger town. And in between those two towns, there was a a rest area on on the road where you could stop. You know what a rest area is, right? Yeah. Stuff, bathrooms and stuff. And that became the place where all the homosexuals met and they had, um, I forget what they call those things. Uh, 
glory holes and, and all that shit. And everybody fucking knew, dude. And you just didn't go there if you weren't gay. And instead of normalizing and saying, you know what, let's stop demonizing these people. They spent a million fucking dollars of tax money ripping that fucking place down and bulldozing it and taking out the road so you couldn't go there. Like somehow that's going to stop what's going on. And I guarantee you some of the people that voted to tear that shit down used it <laughs> or another. They were there. <laughs> they went to the gay men and they were like, listen, um, if we tear this down, where are we going to put it next? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I mean – it it just the facade comes of morality. That's all it is. The facade of morality. Yeah, exactly. Just uh, they want to look the part, you know, mm-hmm. because that's what, um, like, that's what their like constituents, I guess, um, stand for. But I mean, even them are like you said, looking the part too. So yeah. it's very weird. It's like this, just like fake image of what they think they should be. Instead of just being like who you who you are like naturally, that that has to be that has I to be terrible. It has to be terrible in your mind to be that way. To be going to church and sitting next to your wife and sitting next to your children and listening to the homosexuality is wrong. You are a closeted homosexual. Then it comes along as like hey, we're tearing down the rest stop, and you have to say good. Because that's a place of sin, and and in the back of your mind, you're like, now where in the fuck am I going to get the the relief that I need for you know for my my true self? Now what? So you know, the craziest thing. Sorry, uh, the craziest thing no. is like that's probably where they felt most like themselves. You know? Yeah, because that's who they are, and it's Happy. not a, a bad thing. Yeah. Because you're miserable in fucking church if you don't believe that way. And I I went and sat in church for a lot of years and disagreed with what was going on. But it was my family life and my culture and what I was doing and, you know, leaving the church and going and and drinking and doing drugs and and doing the things that I was doing. It, It was just a guilt trip to sit there. And then you feel like a fucking hypocrite because you are. Because you're not happy in church, you're happy doing living your life. So then you have to leave, and there's a massive amount of guilt there that you have to overcome. Church is evil, man. Religion yeah. is evil. It really is. <laughs> Don't have to tell me twice. <laughs> we still haven't done that show. <laughs> and I think for me, the I think one of the like the worst parts or like the saddest parts is that um, a lot of people that live that way they kind of come to like a realization of like, I should have lived my life. But by the time that happens, it's, yeah, um, it's usually like too late, you know, like they're old or, or like, you know, they get sick or something. And it's just like, you know, it's, I mean, it's sad, you know, people like you get this one life and you kind of spend it in hiding and, you know, portraying yeah. some somebody you're not. And it takes me it takes me right back to what I said at the beginning of the podcast. In the back of my mind, all I have heard since I've been a child is that fucking clock ticking. And you have to you have to hear it, man. And that's where I don't I don't really like um what's her name? Caitlin Jenner. 
I don't really like her. She she's a fucking douchebag. And and it doesn't matter. It has nothing to do with her sexuality, but that's where Bruce really was an an inspiration for some people. He lived his whole fucking life like that and he he finally stepped out in courage even when his life was near, you know, he's old now. But he did yeah. it anyway. And that's that's inspiring. That is so that tells me at any time if you're unhappy and it's not necessarily homosexuality or or trans or any of that shit. If at any time you're like you want to stand up in church and say, "Excuse me, this is fucking bullshit. I'm going to go live my life." And you're an old man, fucking do it, guys. Take the courage and live your own fucking life. If you're if you're tired of living the life that's a fucking lie, man, take take that it's it's courageous to stand up and say well i'm done <laughs> thanks yeah thanks. like you said it's not just uh like people that are part of the you know lgbtq community right it's like it could apply to a lot of things you know you know how many probably there's probably millions of kids that get dragged to church every weekend by their parents and they yep. fucking hate it you know yep there they go like in their you know bible club and all this shit because their parents are making them and it's like i mean yeah. at, at some point like hopefully you know they get to that to an age where they could like make their own decisions and then you know if they don't like it then um they should be able to decide what to do you know and as a yeah. parent i feel like it's very important that you support your child and whatever they want to do uh, yeah Especially i do too really affect you like your kid not going to church isn't gonna hurt you so it, it's it, you know what dude it's everything and like it's not even those huge things that like sexuality and and religion and philo change of philosophies it's not even that it's like i know i know people who because i i do a lot of things i paint and i write and i play guitar and i write music and i do all kinds of things and people say to me i always wanted to do that it's like well fucking do it you know it's like <laughs> it's <laughs> You know who Stephen King is? Yeah. Yeah, His one of his favorite things to say is what he said. Because it, being a prolific writer that he is, I'm sure that everybody, everybody who talks to him is like, man, I, I would really like to write a book. And he just looks at him. He says, I just deadpan look at him and say, well, fucking write a book. If that's what you want. If you yeah. want to paint, go paint. If you want to fucking pick up a guitar, don't be afraid to sound terribly bad don't don't be afraid to to paint a shitty painting because you will get better at it that's the thing make yourself fucking happy and um if you got if you got nothing else i, I would like to say something before we go i tomorrow or today or wherever who whenever you listen to this do something nice for somebody and and seriously do something nice for somebody and make them aware that you're doing it like hold the door for someone or when you're walking across the parking lot take their shopping cart say i'll get that for you but tell them say now it's your turn go do something nice for somebody because that's what i did yesterday and everybody looked at me and smiled dude and everybody was like relieved because there was no it, it wasn't uh the the pressure was off of the stranger and what does he think that, that shit doesn't matter i i took the card and i told some woman at uh, trader joe's i said now it's your turn ma'am go do something nice for somebody and she looked at me and smiled really big and she's like you know what 
I will. So that's that's the change I want to make. My my wife is talking about from yesterday. My wife's talking about um, a club in her school, a kindness club. So maybe we could change the culture just a little bit around ourselves, and it might grow. What do you think? Yeah. And that's a pretty good idea. Okay. And just uh, the last thing, um, what you said like right before this about. You know, like if you ever feel like just doing something, you know, just do it, like go ahead, like don't worry about like what people are going to think or, you know, if you think you suck or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think that's very important because I think uh, it kind of piggybacks on that, what we were talking earlier about uh, like self-worth, you know? Yeah. And I think doing those things and doing like things that you like and things that you've always wanted to do kind of give you like that self-worth. So um I think that's very, uh, very important and a very good like idea. It is. It's a powerful message that we don't do things because we're afraid of what other people think of us. We're afraid that we'll be judged. You know, I picked up the guitar um, a year ago and to seriously do it. And Friday was the first time I ever played with another guitar player and we recorded it and I was overwhelmed with how far I've come. So there you go. Just do something, no matter what it is. If you, if you do it badly, fucking enjoy doing it badly. Right. <laughs> as long as All right, having- man. As long as you have what? I said, as long as you're having fun. Right on, right on. And it's not hurting somebody else. Don't forget yeah. that. Yeah. So if you like, if you're a serial killer, don't, don't, don't take our advice. Okay. <laughs> Go like burn some ants or something with the magnifying. <laughs> no, man, I'm a vegan. Don't hurt anything. Go just get a hold. go to therapy, you stupid fucker. <laughs> All right, man. Well, have a good day, dude. Have a good day, football and girlfriend and whatever you're gonna do. All right, man. Thank you. You too. And don't forget, go do something fucking nice for somebody. All right. I will. All right, man. Well, this I'll, hold has been... I'll hold the door open for somebody when they're like barely turning the hallway. So now they have to rush to get to the doorway. <laughs> no, that's way. when you tell them, don't hurry. <laughs> don't hurry. Just I was like take doing that at work. Like that back door, you know how there's like that long hallway? Yeah. It's almost like barely turning the corner and I'm just like opening the, the door. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you're being and a I'm, dickhead. I'm just, like, opening the door and just like looking at my watch. <laughs> I'm being nice, motherfucker. Don't take advantage of me. (laughs) All right, man. Have a great day, brother. You too, man. This has been Bob. And Lalo. And this has been the Thoroughly Wrong Project. And like always, we may have been wrong about some things, but we're right about some things too. So go be kind to someone today. And make sure you know. Make sure you tell them. Pass it on, man. I'll see you next week, brother. Later, man. Later. You have now experienced the Thoroughly Wrong Project with your podcast hosts, Lalo and Bob. We can now be found on Pandora Radio, Apple Podcasts, Podium Podcast, or by searching the Thoroughly Wrong Project to locate our YouTube channel. You can contact us directly by email at thoroughlywrong at gmail.com or just leave a comment on any of our platforms. Until next time, thanks for spending your valuable time with us and remember... Always speak up and never be afraid to be thoroughly wrong.